everyone and welcome back to the novel universe it is that time of year where don and i share with you our top 10 of the podcast and then at the end of it we're going to kind of give you our favorite book of the year that we read apart from the podcasts and along with our worst book of the year so our first book or not well let me restart our book that's in our 10th spot this year is hall of smoke by H.M. Long. It is sort of like a Viking retelling fantasy. Um, it is something that Don and I haven't read at all. And so it was kind of nice to kind of get swept away into a Viking universe. We also did a collective read um, with another podcast on this book. And so that was also kind of fun because you got that yeah. book club feel. Yeah. What was in your ninth spot? Um, Number nine is The Last Legacy by Adrian Young. This is in the same world as Fable and Namesake. Uh, it's a different character. Um, there are some overlapping characters, but the main character is different, but it is in the same world. Uh, it was... I personally don't think it was... The writing was as good as Fable and Namesake. I felt like she maybe rushed this book. And we mm -hmm. are crossing our fingers that her next series is in a different world because Adrienne Young is a really good writer. Um, we usually enjoy her books. Uh, so, yeah, we're hoping we're hoping that their next series is in a different world. Yeah, need to be out of the unnamed sea, right? <laughs> yes, yes, we do. We are like, come on, honey, you're so good. <laughs> okay, so in our A spot was both Dawn and I's like most anticipated book of the year uh, is yeah. Empire of the Vampire by Jay Kristoff and it is a first of all vampires are running amok taking over the universe again and of course there are these people that have been inbred if you will and have vampire blood in them so of course they're the ones that go off and fight the vampires um, Jake Kristoff, yet again, gives us such an elaborate world to be a part of. But we will forewarn you, it is going to take you a little bit of a long time. This is a great break read because it is very long. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's very long. And both Don and I gave it um, a 375 rating on goodreads um and there if you want to hear what we had to say about the book because both her and i agreed that there were some issues with the book that we had personally because it was a us problem and not the book's problem so if you enjoy it and you gave it a higher rating we'd really like to hear what you had to say yeah i think people who love who are jay kristoff fans are just gonna love it regardless so and that's cool yeah, yeah for sure <laughs> Um, Isn't It Bromantic is in our seventh spot. That is by Lisa K. Adams. And this is the fourth book in the Bromance Book Club series. Um, if you want to go back and listen to all of our podcasts about this series, feel free because we have read them all. And this one is about the hockey player. What was his name? I forgot it. Oh, the Russian. The Russian. Yeah. The Russian. Vlad? No. Vlad. Vlad. Yeah. Yeah. Vlad. 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 All right, so this one was Vlad, the hockey, the Russian hockey player, and his wife, quote unquote, his convenient wife, Elena. And what I remember about this book is 
it was um Vlad is one of the more likable characters in the series and he is very likable in this book it was very funny um the romance was good believable with Elena um it was it's not my favorite one of the series my favorite one is the first one but this was a second this was a close second so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. yeah yeah if you want to hear what we have to say, just listen to our podcast on yeah. all of them because we've read them all. <laughs> <laughs> we have read them all. Um, okay, so in our sixth spot, we have Concrete Rose by the one and only Angie Thomas, who is the best-selling author of The Hate You Give. And this is a novella. Like, this is the before everything because it's about Maverick and his son, Seven, and kind of how they are just, like, navigating their life and the hardships that come with being a single dad for quite some time, you know, and having to raise his son when he is literally a child himself is just I don't know it's a very enriching book to read if you haven't read it please go and check it out it was one of yeah. I think it was a book that I rated a four stars out of five like we really enjoyed this one yeah. Don read it before me and then we read it together <laughs> yeah so it was pretty great all right in our number five spot we had people we meet on vacation that's Emily Henry my correct Emily Henry yeah all right this one yes. is a very popular book i'm sure if you probably read it it is a romance about two college friends who every summer they try to go on vacation with each other to you know regroup and reconnect and everything and it may or may not end up in a romance and they meet interesting people while they are on vacation it's all in the title even though um, in the podcast, I said that they didn't meet enough people on vacation, in my opinion. Um, even though this is the title of the book, I felt like they should have met more interesting people on vacation. But I digress. Uh, yeah, this was a... <laughs> <laughs> it was other than the not meeting enough people on vacation. The romance was sweet. Uh, what else did I like about this book? kind of don't remember to be honest I remember but uh, I'm, I'm trying to remember their conflict like I don't remember uh, he he was seeing someone or something like that I think is what it was and then he was okay. waiting on her to not be so busy with her wanting to lead this crazy lifestyle, you know, of traveling and their whole gimmick was like how to do it on the cheap. Okay. And because she worked for that um, uh, traveling company, you know, she, of course, got to go on oh, the company's dime. Yeah, 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 yeah. She was uh, having some uh, personal uh, issues. I, I believe she had a yeah. little bit of an imposter syndrome going on, which was interesting. 100%. Um, yeah, yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. So yeah. that was our number five. People we meet on vacation. Their number four is the good old Cassandra Clare coming in again. You know, Don and I always have this epiphany with her. Like, we always think that, like, it's just going to be, like, mediocre. Like, she's been around for so long, and she's writing all about these shadow hunters. And she always does a dang good job. Like, she, she, she writes love triangles like nobody's business. I am sorry, but they're always so good. Yeah. They're always so good. 
Um, and so this uh, series is from The Last Hours, right? The Last Hours series? I think so. Yeah, and it follows James and Cordelia and, ooh, and Lucy and Jesse and... Matthew. Um, Math- Matthew, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mary Band of Thieves, you know, and it's just... Who doesn't love Cassandra Clare? <laughs> A lot of people probably don't, but... We are those people that do. Sorry. We do. We do. I'm sorry. She does yeah. a really good job. She does. She's good at what she does. So She really is. Yeah. She does a great job. Coming in number three, which is also the Goodreads winner for fantasy for YA, is Rule of Wolves by Lee Bardugo. And this is book two in the series that I don't know the name of, but it is about... Um, <laughs> Oh, I am just like blanking on everything. It's from the King of Scars uh, duology. King of Scars duology. Nikolai. Nikolai. Thank you, because I forgot his name too. Um, and in this one, it is the like I said, it's a duology. So this is the end of that series. Um, hopefully, it is the end of the war. Hopefully, because it's the end of the series. Fingers yeah. crossed. Uh, but it is about Nikolai trying to win the war, the Rothkin War, and be done with the Fjordans and all of their shenanigans. And uh, the whole cast is there. And I thought that it ended well. Like, I wasn't expecting that ending. Mm-hmm. It ended well. I'm not going to say if it's the end of the Rothkin War or not. That's for you to find out. But, Yeah. It was an enjoyable read. I was happy with it for the most part. I really was too. I mean, and it, we also reread the Shadow and Bone series because, um, hello, Netflix just dropped Shadow and Bone. So, of yeah. course, we had to reread the first one in this whole entire thing. And I just think, like, who knows? Maybe Lee Bardugo is just going to take off like a racket and we're going to have more of a war, more of a knot, more of, you know second epilogues <laughs> we'll have to wait and see yeah <laughs> so coming in at our number two spot is actually one from left field like don and i both were kind of looking at books and this particular book had been kind of circling around i think it was last year's like it was. top read of the year yeah right yeah um and we're like who's this author let me just say, I was blown away with this book. It's called The Midnight Library by Matt Haig. And it is all based on, like, if you were given a second chance of life, how would you relive out your life? Because they keep, like, a book of regrets in this hidden library that comes to you at your your crossing, basically, like if you were to die or and end your life, or if you choose to see how other lives of, of yourself would play out, if you could relive a regret and switch it and all this other stuff. It was fascinating. It follows our main character, Nora, uh, and her story. And I just, I don't know. I, first of all, I've never read something like this before. Mm-hmm. So that's already a, a good green flag for me. Um, we both really liked it. I think we gave it a, I gave it a four and a half, four, uh, seven, five. Yeah, I gave it a four. Wow, yeah. you gave it a really high score. I really liked this book. <laughs> yeah, you did. I really liked it. 
Right, Don? All right, coming in number one. Drum roll. Imagine a drum roll. Right. <laughs> is um, Namesake by Adrian Young. And this is book two in the Fable series. Um, so like I was saying about The Last Legacy, which came in at number nine, this one is actually good. <laughs> um, Very good. So this one is in the Unnamed Sea. It is, this was the originator though, so. Mm -hmm. And it is about a girl named Fable and how she has to basically prove herself in this world of gem trading and what I liked about this book was I, I think that Adrian Young kind of doesn't fall for the typical YA tropes there is a romance but she kind of sneaks in some serious conversations about love and found family and um daughter father daughter relationships that you don't really see in YA which I think this is why this book really stood out for us um but if you are not reading Adrienne Young's books, uh, I think you should. She's um, she's not like a Maggie Steve Otter or a who's another a Lainey Taylor type of a fantasy writer. But she's a she's kind of a couple steps below them. But she's not a um, who's crappy Ashley. Who oh, are always just like oh god. She's not a Kira Cast. No. Or even like a Kirsten White. I don't think she's that great. Or, um, Especially Levin Seller. You know? Yeah. Well, Levin Seller, ugh, she's a hit or miss. She's, she's a little floaty. Yeah. She's a little um, floaty. Yeah. So she's she's a better, I in our opinion, she's a better writer than those ladies. Uh, mm -hmm. So, yeah. What do you think about Namesake? Honestly, I just like the fact that Adrian just, she pulls these random stops that I'm not ready for. Like, I always think I have, like, a book predicted, and she always th throws me for a loop. And I'm sorry, but that that's good writing. Yeah. You know, Dawn and I are, are not in our teens anymore, and for us not to be able to go, oh, I called it, oh, I called it, is, oh, okay. Like, yeah. you still know how to write books. Like, you write really good YA, and here's why, you know? So, and again... It's gem trading. Who doesn't want a girl who's like Captain Jack Sparrow, like going off into the deep? Like, I do. I want to follow that. It's just something that we've never read before, yeah. you know, because John and I were both from the era of Harry Potter and the Hunger Games and all of this stuff. And it's like a lot of stories are based around those big, you know, series and mm -hmm. to have a new writer come in and totally revamp our worlds is like brava you know yeah Agreed. so yeah and i told everyone about it too i was like have you read it have you read fable because you need to <laughs> and she does duologies bless her soul she does duologies yes she does not do 700 books in a series yet again why we like her <laughs> mm -hmm. and they're not long either they're not bricks mm -hmm. She nope. is concise and to the point, and yep. we like it. She has a beginning, middle, and an end. You're done. Like, yes. good to go. Everyone has character development, mm -hmm. you know? All the main things that, that you look for um, in reading books. Yep. So that is our top 10, and now we're going to kind of switch it up a little bit. 
And both Don and I picked a book that we disliked so bad. Oh, we're only doing one? Okay. Well, I can do two. We have each picked a handful. <laughs> yeah. Of books. So, um, I guess I just should segue this. I, uh, <laughs> or preface, if you will. Ashley doesn't give books, like, less than two ever. And this particular <laughs> this particular year, I found myself on a trend <laughs> where I don't even, I don't know what happened, but these books were just not cracked up to what they're supposed to be. Like, they were just, they, they were awful. They were so bad. Um, I think you've been hanging around the criticizer of books too much. That might be why. <laughs> Dawn is having a very good influence on my reading. Yep. <laughs> Get past the crap. Let's move to the gold here. Um, but my first one that I really just did not like this year, because um, I've got three, is Lore by Alexandra Bracken. Alexandra Bracken, let me just say, she was one of those authors that I picked up when I was in high school. And I was very eager to read her because she was a new author. She wrote the Passenger series. Um and I was really excited to, to see what she had to write. I mean, this particular book was very, very buzzworthy, super buzzworthy. Um, it's called Lore. The front of the cover has like a Medusa girl, like, and it's all white and all this other stuff. And we're like, ooh, okay, let's get into um, the Greek gods. Let's see what it's about. And it was just poop. It was poop. It was not good. I was disappointed. I had no idea what was going on. At, at all um there were a bunch of different house names being brought up and then you could if you killed the god then you took the god's title like all of this stuff happening and it, it just it was it's not it's not well told yeah i was very sad i very have sad. read i want to say did she do darkest minds no i don't I'm getting there's there's like three female authors that I get mixed up and she's one of them I get her mixed up with somebody else but anyway I did read Passenger I didn't like it I did read something else by her and didn't like it now I feel like I need to look it up look it up Wayfair Wayfair she wrote Wayfair I didn't read that wasn't that book two in Passenger yeah look up who read The Darkest Minds or who wrote The Darkest Minds but I I had decided to like kick her to the curb i was like i'm done with this woman i can't read her books anymore oh it is her it is her it is her i didn't like darkest minds so i was like okay this is a really cool cover i'm not really big on the greek mythology but i'll give it a shot let's read it it's fuzzy and man was it bad and my biggest issue with it was that she was trying to tackle an issue that she should not have because she is not the type of author who, she's not a theme author, really. She's an action-adventure author, and there's nothing wrong with that. Write your action-adventure and leave the theme writing to somebody else. So she tried to do this whole Me Too theme, yeah. and it was just done just horribly. And it just, I, I hated every second of it. And that was one of the reasons why I really didn't like this book. But one stinky part about all of it was like, this was the first book of the year for me. I'm like, really? I'm starting off 2021 with this garbage? I didn't appreciate that. 
<laughs> we started off on a really sour note. <laughs> and then our next book after that was even a sour note as well. So, like, January for Dawn and I sucked. <laughs> oh, what was your next book that you uh, strongly did not like this year? So, my least favorite book, probably not just the podcast, but just in general, my reading general, in general was, I hate to say it, but it was the soulmate equation. Oh my God. I, I hated, I gave that book a one and (laughs) it wasn't a bad book. Like, and I said this in the podcast, like it's a me problem. It's not the book's problem. The romance was fine, I guess. But my issue was that I have read these characters and this storyline so many times. I, 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 I gleaned nothing new from this book. Absolutely nothing. It was not interesting. The characters were flat. The romance, in my opinion, was flat. I didn't understand why this guy was so hot. He wasn't written well at all. It was just drop storylines with her mom. And the kid was just too precocious. It was just a big old mess. And I hated every second of it. Sorry if you loved it. I gave it a three and a half because Ashley was in a dark place. (laughs) I needed like just hella cheese and I didn't care at that point in time. And so when Dawn and I went to talk about it, she was like, he's so flat. Oh my goodness. There's no spark in their relationship. And now when I look back, I'm like, well, I guess not. I think I just... That was just, that was also a me thing. Like in that moment, I needed something that was not well done and yeah, I was okay with it. But looking back on it though, I wouldn't recommend it to a friend. Like I, I think in that moment for myself, I liked it, but I don't want to put my name on that. <laughs> um, the next book for me, that was just not good. And I was really upset about this because this particular author, um, Isabella Avinas, she wrote her first debut book last year called Woven in Moonlight, and it was outstanding. John and I loved it. Like, the imagery, the writing, the character development, like, it was so good. Like, she came out of left field yet again, you know, and did this fantasy, um, Hispanic mixed like South American culture type of thing. Like it was just, uh, it, was, it was very, very, very good. So book two comes out and we're like, cool, this could be great. It was awful. It was, it was like, it was like night and day. Reta- uh, I don't even say retelling. It was like, it wasn't even the same author. Uh, yeah. And it was- we, we think that maybe her book two got pushed too soon because the first book was amazing. And this was like, it lacked everything that she did really well. Um, which is really sad because Dawn and I want to help like promote like authors that are brand new into the book world. Like give us your recommendations. Like we will read it for you. We'll rate it for you. We'll make sure it gets posted out for you guys. And I just, I feel bad, but I didn't like it at all i gave it a two i gave you it were a... more generous than i yeah you were like, oh, i don't know why 
you didn't hate it as much as lore and i hated this one more than lore okay so it was like she was writing for you know what it kind of reminded me of dora the explorer like it was just so dumbed down Uh it was so bad oh my goodness it was it was awful and like her first book you guys her first book is like it's like a different person it was so good i don't know what was your next one that you didn't like um my next one once again i apologize to all the lovers out there the lost apothecary oh man this book was (laughs) todd did not like this book (laughs) the main character was just I don't know she I didn't like her I didn't like her and then the B the B story which was set in the past it wasn't that one was a better story but it wasn't developed enough it was like she was missing something Mm -hmm. huge something was just missing and it just didn't it didn't grip me I, I didn't, I didn't enjoy it at all. It was, I I don't remember if it was predictable. Like, I can't remember specifically why I hated this book, but, but I didn't enjoy it at all. And I nitpicked the hell out of it. You did. I was like in Switzerland with this book. I had neither bad nor good things to say about it. It was more of like, Okay, that's new. I kind of like it. Yeah, it was so hyped up, though. It was. It yet again. Not a hypey book. Okay, then for me, this is my worst book of the freaking year. For me personally, Mm -hmm. the last graduate by Naomi Novik. I will not be reading anything else. by her um this book was garbage it was garbage we were at this book i gave a one two and i never do that ever i always am the one that gives the benefit of the doubt says something nice and i tore this book to shreds um <laughs> so it's book two in the Scholomance series, and we're hoping that the main character is finally going to get outside of Scholomance and wreak havoc on the world because there's a prophecy. We love it's a prophecy and all this other stuff. And the whole entire freaking book is them still within the school. They're still training to get out of the school. They're still doing this. They're still collecting mana this way and over here and here you go and it was it it was awful there was no progression in any characters and and any storyline literally we wasted 400 plus pages of our lives waiting for them to get out of the freaking school i didn't waste my life i dnf that book and i never i never dnf because it's for the podcast you have to read it to talk about it for the podcast. Yep. And I just yep. couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. I tried so hard. It was so dumb. Oh, God. It was so bad. The characters were all dumb. The romance was dumb. The problems were dumb. The theme was dumb. If there was any theme, it was dumb. 
Like there was, just, it was awful. It was, and it was one of those books that we read last year. And was she? It was a debut book, wasn't it? She's not a debut. She's been around for a while. You're right. She wasn't, but she hasn't done anything. I think in a while. Anyway, yeah. we were excited. It was like we opened up a new realm. Okay, we'll give it a try, you know. And well, Don and I said when we did our first recording of the first book, you know, we really hope for these things to happen in book two. None of it happened. None of it. So I'm sorry, but I've wasted my time. <laughs> I legit, it was like pulling teeth to finish that book. It was so bad. The last time I had a book like that was The Grasshopper Jungle. I love that book. I hated it. We're not going to get into it, but anyway. <laughs> anyway. All right. So that is our bottom three my 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 last one was lore it was i kind of talked about it when ashley talked about it so yeah. now we are going to reveal our number one book that we read outside of the podcast and mine is jade city and who's the author <laughs> i am on fire i should know this fondly fondly I was like, it's the least. <laughs> yeah. So you probably know what Jade City is. Everybody's heard of it. You kind of, everyone's been talking about it. I believe it was pretty hyped up last year or the year before. It's a science fiction fantasy, kind of. I don't know if it's more science fiction than fantasy, but it takes place in an East Asian world where jade kind of gives people special powers mm-hmm. and it is uh there's some gang like issues going on turf wars and all that stuff uh this book is adult first of all and it is fantastic because the characters are very well developed the world is done quite well um some serious issues going on with family and just with the the turf wars and everything just just wonderfully done i don't know if fondly is a debut i doubt it her writing's too good to be debut i don't think so i don't think so but it is a trilogy i have not gotten to book two and book three i will be getting into them very soon all three of them i believe are currently out so if you're one of those people who waits until all the books are out you can start reading it now. I think okay. I gave this a 4.75. I don't think I gave it a 5 because it was just a little too slow. Just a smidge too slow. But other than that, fantastic book. What about you, Ash? Okay. So for me, this is uh, very abnormal for me. Because usually my favorite author is, I always say her every time. Um, but this book is... Um, the End of a Trilogy by Rashni Chashki is the Gilded Wolves trilogy, and it was the final book in the trilogy called The Bronze Beast. And as I was talking to Don about this earlier, it has been a very long time since I have read a trilogy that each and every single book has kept me captivated. And, you know, the cliffhanger leads you wanting more and all this other stuff. And Chashki just did a really good job of 
tying together years and years worth of work to really feel like you have let out the lives of the four main characters in this book. Um, so it follows four characters, Sevron, Enrique, Layla, Hypnos, oh, no, five, and Zofia. Um, you know, and they're all battling out to find, you know, the destiny that they hope for as a group of misfits, basically. Um, and is that achieved with godhood or is it something that they have to find within themselves? And, you know, there's sacrifice, there's betrayal, there's, there's romance, there's, you know, villains, there's all these things happening. Um, and yeah, I just was on the edge of my seat the whole entire time wondering how she would pull this whole series, you know, together and she did a really good job because you got closure on each and every one of those characters that you've invested so much time in and each and every one of those characters has grown into a different person and yeah I think that 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 takes a skilled author to do it really does because and you're not left going well I wonder what happened to so-and-so or I don't know how I feel about that and it was an ending that I didn't expect either so that's always good it wasn't predictable that's for sure but it's kind of like based in like they have they have the ability to create these items that have like the specific powers to them and all of that and so the book goes around with you know them creating these um kind of like sci-fi weapons of destruction and whatever um, and it's like, if you had all of that and then that was taken away, what would your world look like? Like, how would you operate and all that stuff? So it was just, I, it was awesome. It was very, very well done. Cool. Yeah. All right. So that is our top 10 of 2021. We hope that next year in 2022, we have better ratings for you. <laughs> Hopefully better books are being published in 2022. Yeah. Yeah. Don and I kind of re-meandered off of YA and into adult quite a bit. And I can say I wasn't that disappointed with us mm -hmm. meandering into adult. I think we kind of figured out the type of things that we really enjoy reading and what our listeners like to listen to. So, yeah. We're excited to start the new year with you guys. So until next time, we will just catch you in the next podcast. We hope you guys have a happy and safe holiday season and a happy new year. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.